This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You might have something to say in English, but when the spotlight is on you, suddenly you freeze. A word might be on the tip of your tongue, but the wrong word comes out instead. Or sometimes you just might be silent when you don't want to. Well, first of all, you are not alone with any of this. When communicating in a new language, this can often happen. What I'm sharing in this lesson are seven strategies to help you communicate confidently in English. Whenever you want to express yourself confidently, clearly, and easily, you'll know what to do. If you're ready, let's get into it. So as I mentioned, we have seven strategies to help you communicate confidently. And the first one is to plan and prepare. Sounds about right, doesn't it? So strategy one, plan and prepare. If you know that you're going to be at a meeting or you have dinner plans with a friend or a coffee date catch up with a coworker, then you can plan ahead. Have a few bullet points that you will be speaking about. It's better to just write down a few words per bullet point. The fewer, the better. If you are going to be using it as a form of notes, the idea is to jog your memory. So let's look at a few examples of bullet points for each of these communication situations. So the first communication situation is at a meeting. So bullet point number one, you write on the note card, launch update, because you want to discuss the updates for the new product launch that you're in charge of. In bullet point number two, you write on the note card, outreach, just one word, outreach, because you want to know about the community outreach program taking place. And so you want to bring that up at the meeting. And lastly, bullet point number three, you write on the note card, avows. This is short for evaluations because you would like to remind the team that year-end reviews and evaluations will be taking place. Great. So notice how there were only one or two words in the bullet point. And in one case, there was even an abbreviation, right? Evaluation became avals. Make your life easy. Don't create more work for yourself without needing to. The idea is to jog your memory. All right, example number two is dinner plans with friends. You conveniently plan a few bullet points because you have some items you want to discuss. Let's take a look at the bullet points. Bullet point number one, you write housewarming because you are having a housewarming party to celebrate moving into a new apartment and you would like to invite them to that event. 
bullet point number two, you write hiking because you are new to the area. And since they've lived there for a while, they might have suggestions for hiking trails. And bullet point number three, you write job hunt because you want to ask them how their job search is going and get updates on that process, offering any help necessary. Again, in this communication situation, we just have one or two words in our bullet points because its sole purpose is to jog our memory, get us to think about what we're going to say. All right, in the final communication situation, coffee date with a coworker, you are meeting someone from your team as a check-in. So now we're going to look at what goes into the bullet points. Bullet point number one, you write logo because you would like the updates about the new logo that the design team is working on. For bullet point number two, you write podcast because you have a podcast episode to share with them. Lastly, bullet point number three, you write feedback because you have feedback from the performance review that you are giving them in today's coffee chat. Nice and easy. On to the next strategy. All right, so for strategy number two, recon ahead of time. Recon means to familiarize yourself with the setting. Where is the communication going to take place? This can be a physical space, as in an actual location, but it can be also an online space, as in the virtual realm. Recon stands for reconnaissance, which is a word we've actually borrowed from French, reconnaissance in French. But in English, it means to conduct research or do some preliminary surveying. So in the physical space, you can actually go to the location and start to get comfortable in that space. For example, if you are giving a speech, head to the stage, walk around, test the AV equipment, do a mic check, test out your visual aids, and practice your talk. In another example, if you have an upcoming meeting, go to the boardroom and practice your talking points. Go through your bullet points and outline. What about in the online space? Well, you can just as easily practice in this medium. If you have an online interview next week, let's say, practice your elevator pitch with a friend or family member in a Zoom call. It's as simple as that. Getting familiar with the unknown is going to help increase your confidence for when it counts, for when you need to perform. Okay, strategy number three, connect the dots. This is similar to a mind map where you add additional information for elaboration, but the difference is that you find a way to connect the dots. This allows you to link one idea to the next. It provides some structure to what you are sharing because you're finding the common thread and there is a clear flow in logic. So in your mind map diagram, you can add the linking phrase or the idea that ties all the dots together. This will allow you to be prepared anytime someone asks, so what? 
how does this relate to the bigger picture? And why are these connections being made? Someone could very well ask you that and you can provide the answers. Strategy number four, be concise. Be as concise as possible. Don't feel like you need to fill every minute. Say things in simple terms. If you need to elaborate or explain something further, you will. By being concise, you'll have more time to think and you'll also be giving the other person time to process the information. The other benefit to being concise is that you'll have an easier time remembering what you want to say. With this approach, even though you might have bullet points on a note card or on your phone, you might not even need to use the bullet points. Strategy number five, use your nonverbals. Using your nonverbal communication is important not only to be easily understood, but also for you to express yourself as effectively as possible. For example, the hand gestures you use should emphasize your words. If you are demonstrating something, use your body language, right? To describe something, being able to show that with your hand gestures is very powerful. All right, on to strategy number six, use visual aids. This is most appropriate in meetings, presentations, or talks that you might have at school, at work, wherever. You might decide to use a chart or graph, but this could also be a PowerPoint presentation just as easily as it could be a short video clip. Used correctly, visual aids help us convey our thoughts clearly. They aid us with our message. A word of advice here though, don't overwhelm yourself or the audience with a lot of information. So in other words, don't crowd slides with words or graphics and don't try to jam and cram things into a poster. In this case, less is more. And strategy number seven, don't overthink it, just do it. As long as you've done the strategies one through five and perhaps six, if you are using visual aids, then you should be all set. You've taken the necessary steps to successfully express yourself in English. So the last strategy is to just go for it. There's no need to psych yourself out or feel unprepared because you're ready. Go into the communication situation with the confidence knowing that you've done what you needed to do. Now you're letting it unfold and let pieces fall where they may. So those are seven ways to prepare for a talk, meeting, or a speech. You can use these strategies in casual conversation as well as in business situations. Whenever you're using English and you want to express yourself with confidence and ease, you'll know how. Practice these techniques, make them your own, and test them out in the real world. All right, advanced English learners, thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. The full transcript of this lesson can be found on our blog, so be sure to check out advancedenglish.co forward slash blog. 
And if you prefer to listen to this lesson, then check out our podcast. It's also available on our website and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you love the podcast, please be sure to leave a nice review. That really helps us out. So thank you for that. My question for you is how has your experience been so far with expressing yourself in English? Feel free to share that with us in the comments down below. All right, I will see you in the next Advanced English lesson where we're going to continue advancing your English together. Until then, keep up the awesome work and I'll see you soon.